0: Sri Vishnu Sahasranama, name 869, is Niyama. The next name is Yama. These two names already occurred earlier, way back in Shloka 17. That's equivalent, according to the way that Bhatta has analyzed it, that's equivalent to name 163 and name 164. The word niyama is derived from the root yam, uparame, to check, keep in control. You can see with this series of names, they, we have similar, just niyanta, we had the controller. Another interpretation is given by Satyadeva Deva yam means pariveshane, to surround, So niyam means restraint or check, and niyama means one who restrains or checks. Niyam is, of course, a common word, uh, not as a name but as a word in Indian languages. It simply means a rule in the sense of an order, an edict, a law, something to be followed. Prashrabhata, in the previous instance of this name, gave the understanding that it means he who controls. And we can see, just like I gave the example of Nyanta, who is controlling. And Prashabhata gave the example previously that he can even control the mighty Mahabali, Bali Maharaj, different ways of controlling. Generally, when we think of controlling, we think of Danda. That was one of the names that we just had also. Danda meaning punishment. But he was able to control Mahabali by trickery and ultimately by love. So by by citing the example of Bali Maharaj, he gives the idea that Krishna, he's not stereotyped. He controls in all kinds of different ways, just like an example Srila Prabhupada gave is that the mighty Caesar controlled the whole Roman Empire, but then he was controlled by the fluttering of the eyebrows of Cleopatra, so the different ways of controlling. And control, yeah, we say the emperor controls the empire, but. it's often a not very controlling control because generally at the borders of the at the edges of the empire there are different regional rulers who are trying to bring up their own independent rule it's hard to keep on top of everything but in bhagavan he controls he control then again we just had the names anu He's this very small mahan, so mahan, we can think, very great, controlling everything. But Anu, yes, he controls macrocosmically, overseeing everything, and microcosmically, underseeing everything. I don't don't know if there's any word in English as underseeing, but it fits the description that from within down to the tiniest detail he oversees and controls everything in the universe another commentator V. V. Ramanujam <clears throat> he emphasizes the role of Bhagavan as particularly Ashrita Rakshaka, who protects those who come for shelter to him so coming for shelter means uh, that one submits to be controlled you can't have f- in a state you can't have full freedom for everyone and full security for everyone people have to follow rules which helps the state to help to keep them secure examples given by Rama, Ramanujan, Vivi Ramanujan. There are so many, so many in Shastra, but just some are given. Hiranyaksha was controlled by Varaha, Keshi, among so many demons in Vrindavan. Uh, Krishna protected the cowherd people of Vrindavan. He controlled and destroyed the elephant that was sent by Kangsa to kill him. And there are many Similar, Uh, Rama, his whole, the whole Ramayana is full of how he is protecting uh, his devotees. And we hear about the great devotees in Ramayana, Srimad Bhagavatam, but even for small people like us, Krishna extends his protection. If we submit to be controlled by Krishna, Krishna will give us full shelter. If we don't submit to be fully sheltered by him, then if we don't submit to be fully controlled by him, then he can't give us full shelter. It's just like there's an umbrella you have to... Stand underneath it to get shelter from the rain. If you stand half under and half not under, then you get somewhat wet. And if you don't stand under it at all and complain that this this umbrella is useless, and that's nonsense. Another meaning for this instance of the name Niyama, Prashabhata, to avoid the fault of redundancy, he whenever a name comes more than once. He explains it in different ways, in different contexts. So here, he, Parashabharata, describes another instance of how Bhagawan controls. He controls, ordains, prescribes, specifies the fruits of worship to individuals according to the nature of their worship, the desire for which they worship, according to who they're worshipping. Uh, just in the previous names, Parashabhata has been explaining in terms of those who take shelter of demigods. So here he says, tat palam jati ayu bhoga iti That people want birth in a high family or long life or sensual enjoyment, and all other boons that one may strive or seek for from the demigods, Krishna says, okay, you get this, you get that, all right, you can get this. The demigod says, but mayaivavihitan hitan. The worship is actually meant for Krishna, and it's Krishna who actually gives it gives it karmaang yajante karmaja on the path of karma kanda people worship demigods for the sake of getting material boons and they get them quickly it works krishna says in bhagavad gita in this regard Prashabhata quotes Bhagavad Gita, chapter 7, text 22. Having faith in a particular demigod, he worships that particular demigod and he gets the objects of his desire but actually it's given by Krishna. So, in this regard, examining how Krishna works through the demigods to give boons and has the worshippers of demigods feel that it's the demigod who's doing it for me, not understand it's Krishna. So we can understand from the commentary of Parashrabhata and the other sub-commentators if we expand the a message that they're giving that Bhagavan, Vishnu he gives individuals choice they can worship this demigod, that demigod or they can worship Krishna but he chooses a demigod to worship based on what, his own limitations, his own sankuchita chetana, we can say Bhaktivinoda Thakur used this, this term constricted consciousness not very high consciousness he approaches a demigod he's heard, yes, yes, it's very good you worship this demigod, you'll get such and such a boon, so he approaches a demigod then having approached a demigod Vishnu supports the individual worshipper in doing so and he bestows the benefits by empowering the demigod And the demigod superficially gets the credit for that. And the demigod gives, of course, eligibility of the individual is also a question. It's not that you get just whatever you want. You you have to be eligible according to your karma, according to the degree of worship that you do. You have to please the demigod also in order to get the boon. So all this is reflecting back to Nianta, the way that Parashrabhata explained the, the name Nyanta, and particularly this last point that Vishnu empowers the demigod that, to give the boons. This uh, fits with the name that we're discussing now, Niyama, and Parashrabhata's explanation of that. And it all fits nicely with these verses of Gita also explaining demigod worship. This point about individual freedom of choice for the jiva is an essential point of Vaishnava philosophy. Sri Ramanuja in his Sri Bhasha on Vedanta Sutra has discussed this and established this point in great tier detail. It's not that we're just automatons and we're destined to do everything. We have free choice. Otherwise, the scriptures would be meaningless because they're, they're encouraging us or ordering us to do certain things. But if we had no choice, then the scriptures would be meaningless and life would be meaningless. Niyama. Niantaha. Niyamaka. Iti. Niyama. So one of the commentators has equated Niyamak with Niyanta, the previous name, who's the controller, or in the sense that there's none to tell him what to do. Nevertheless, he does good for the whole world, suridam sarva bhutanam, he's the best friend of all living beings, without having anyone to prod him. He doesn't need anyone to tell him, you do this, you do that, nor can anyone tell him what to do. But he does good for the whole world. Shankaracharya gives two different versions for the names, Previous, and that's niyama and yama. Previously, he described it in one way, and now he's describing it in another way. And in both cases, also, he also takes the interpretation aniyama, which is the opposite of niyama, and ayama, so the opposite of yama. So it's all very interesting. So he takes the two names together as one name. Niyama Niyamo Yama as one name and Yama. Not nyama, not yama. So Yama he takes as the two f- first angas of ashtanga yoga, which actually comes in the order Yama Niyama in Ashtanga, eight limbs of yoga system as outlined by Patanjali, of course Patanjali didn't invent it it has its roots in the Vedas which come from Bhagavan, so yama niyama pranayama pratyahara uh, what is that yama niyama pranayama yama niyama, asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana samadhi these are the so the first are niyama and yama, which basically together they mean proper behavior. It's not that you can be a yogi and indulge in illicit sex and intoxication and any form of sense qualification. So the point that Shankara makes is that yama and niyama, these are the basic means by which... One can practice yoga, and the ultimate goal of yoga is Vishnu. Radha Krishna Shastri, in this regard, quotes from Patanjali's Yoga Sutra for the definition of the word Niyama. Shoccha santosha Tapas, svadhyaya ishra pranidhanani, Niyama. Shucha means bodily cleanliness and purity. Santosha, mental satisfaction. Tapa, austerity. Svadhyaya, reciting the Vedas. And Ishvara Pranidhana, perseverance in devotion to the Lord. So these are five niyamas. Previously, Shankara, in his interpretation for Uh, Niyama gave the idea that he's the director of all living beings in their respective functions, whatever they do. And for Aniyama, in the current verse, he says that Bhagavan is the one who does not have anyone else to control or direct him, which is the meaning that many commentators gave for the name uh, Adrita, which we also just had. So the point is, that he is the controller and director of everything else. He's Niyanta. So there's no controller or director above him. He's Niyanta, as in the previous name, the controller. And that means that he is Aniyama, which means no one can control him. Even Yama, bringing in the Yama also, the lord of death, has no control on Niyama the Supreme Lord. He's beyond the yama. So niyama means beyond the yama. He's not going to be subject to the Lord of death, although sometimes we hear in Bhagavatam, in Krishna book, the foolish demons say to Krishna as they attack him, now I'm going to send you to Yamaraj. Extraordinarily foolish statement. (laughs) then another meaning raghunath tirtha in his tatvasara gives the explanation svavishaya jnanani bhaktebhyo niyamayati prayachati iti niyama he's called it's another breakdown of the word grammatical breakdown and he gives a very different meaning that he gives Knowledge about himself to devotees fully. Then taking Yama to mean pariveshane to surround Niyam uh, gives the meaning. This is Satya Deva Vashishta, says that he surrounds and pervades everything. Everything. Or Satya Deva gives another meaning that Niyama, everything is restrained by him, because everything is bound to him. No one can be independent of him. Whatever we do, wherever we go, even if we think we're independent, we can never be separate from him. We may think we're separate. We may celebrate our separation. We may deny his existence, but we're always connected to him. We can't escape that. That's our constitutional position. We we can move. We do move. Eta Brahman, Abhari, Ananta, Jivagan, Chaurashi, Loka, Te Kore Brahman. We move from body to body to body within the universe, unlimited jivas, within 8,400,000 species of life. So we're moving, but however we move, we do so within him. We're all within him. Then niyama, another meaning. Sarvasya satadikam niyama vartiti niyama. He gives existence to all. We exist because he exists. That's another meaning of niyam. It's, so, it's, just, it's, it's actually three syllables, or if you want to take it, uh, niyamaha. As it's said in Hindi, for instance, niyam, two syllables. And if you want to say it fully in Sanskrit, which is good, niyamaha, four syllables. So much depth of meaning. These are just a few meanings. There can be so many. Here's another one altogether. Baladeva Bhushan in this series of names is commenting on how Krishna is winning his principal queens. So he takes niyama to mean niyachati, subdual, subduing. And he takes this to mean that he subdues jambavan, in fighting, and this indicates how Krishna won the hand of Jambavati. Name 870 is yama. So the same root, yama, niyama, to check, to surround. So we, we have in niyama and yama come Twice in Vishnu Sahasranam, and each time they can be analyzed as Aniyama and Ayama. Parashrabhata, the four, or or the way he describes these four names, is one who controls even such a powerful person as Mahabali, Bali Maharaj. Number two, who corrects all as their antaryami, indweller, super-soul, the conscience. We say, my conscience is pricking me. That is instigation from Paramatma, the super-soul. One who ordains and bestows the fruits of worship, the results of worship of the different demigods, and one who controls and directs all the demigods, So, he's describing in this way, but considering that the qualities, the transcendental qualities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are infinite in number and infinitely deep in depth and quality, then... The same name or related names—they can be unpacked in so many different ways. Just like Niyama can be unpacked in relation to Pali Maharaj, or it could have been unpacked and can be unpacked in terms of Hiranyakashipu, or in terms of Indra, or his devotees, or Pralad Maharaj. Also, he controls this and that, in this way and that way. If we want to look at the qualities of Bhagavan, then we have to see everything in existence at every moment because he's controlling every little thing. And every little thing he controls, everything is different. And he's conscious of everything. It's just far, far, far beyond our... Tiny intelligence to understand how Bhagavan is controlling everything. And therefore, some people who claim to be very intelligent, they say, well, it's just not possible. There's no God. It's just completely outside the range of our understanding. Well, we can talk about it. So at least we can talk about it. It's not something that's not conceptual in some way but mind-boggling for this instance of the name Yama in this verse Bhatta says tat tat pala niyamaka Yachati niyama api iti itiyama he is called Yama because he is the one who controls de- great demigods including even Yama who bestow upon people the respective results of what they deserve. And of course, Yamaraj himself is mostly concerned with giving severe punishments to the sinful, whereas other demigods they bestow upon the pious uh, long life, residence in the heavenly worlds, good looks, good health wealth and so on. Prashabhata in this regard quotes Yamaraj's own words from the Vishnu Purana prabhavati Prabhavatis Samyamane Mamapi Vishnu. It's from Vishnu Purana, which Yama says, Well Vishnu controls me too. I'm the controller of the nether worlds. But Vishnu controls me too. We have in Ishopanishad, Mantra 16. <coughs> Pushan e yama surya praja patya viuha rashmin samuha tejo yate rupam kalyana tamam tate pashami. Srila translation. O oh my Lord, O oh primeval philosopher, Maintainer of the universe, O oh, regulating principle. Here Srila translates yama as regulating principle. Destination of the pure devotees, well-wisher of the progenitors of mankind. Please remove the effulgence of your transcendental rays so that I can see your form of bliss. You are the eternal supreme personality of Godhead like unto the sun as am I. So yes, Srila Prabhupada has translated yama as the regulating principle. And of course, uh, it's a list of uh, demigods. So Yamaraj is the demigod who personifies the regulating principle of the universe. Yama is also mentioned in Gita when Arjuna prays to Krishna. Having seen the universal form with all the demigods within that universal form, Arjuna in awe and astonishment says Valognir Varuna Shashanka Prajapatiswam Pratamahasha You so he is saying you are air, you are Yama, you are Agni, you are Varuna, you are the moon. You are Brahma, you are the grandfather and the great-grandfather of all. So when it's said that Krishna is Vayu, Yama, Agni, he's Yama also. He is Yama. It's directly said in Bhagavad Gita by Arjuna. That means he is the antaryami, the indweller in that demigod and he empowers that demigod to act in that role. He himself says... In Bhagavad Gita, yama samyatama, yama samyat Yaham. among the, the dispensers of punishment, he is yama. Then Shankara, very similar to the previous name, niyama, he, that yama and niyama together, they are the prerequisites for the path of Patanjali Ashtanga Yoga, So Shankara says it's the same thing. Yama is required for the yoga system. He is attained. Yama here, Shankara says, means he who is attained by following yama. Of course, not only yama, but niyama, asana, pranayama, and so on. In the first instance of niyama and yama, he said that Vishnu is one who established... Is all the beings in their respective functions, and one who controls all beings as the indweller, the antaryami. Now, in this second set of names, he gives anayama and ayama, anayama and yama. So for yama, he is attained through yama, means the regulative processes. And Radha Krishna Shastri in this regards quotes from the Yoga Sutras of Padanjali and Niyama. There are the five uh, Niyamas and there are the five Yamas. So the five Yamas are Ahingsa, nonviolence, Satya, truthfulness, Asteya, not stealing, Brahmacharya, the life of celibacy, and Aparigraha, not coveting, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's property. Then, Ayama. Uh, Shankara also says he is Ayama. That means he's beyond death. Yama means the Lord who meets out punishment to those sinful persons after they die. But Krishna is beyond Yama. Because he never dies. So he's ayama. He has no death. Na asya vidyate yama iti ayama. He's beginningless and endless. He created yama. He controls yama. He directs yama. How can it be under yama? Impossible. Similarly to the interpretation given for anayama, uh, Satya Sandhya Tirta says ayama means there's no one to tell him what to do. He's the boss. <laughs> no one can tell him what to do. No one ever, under any time, any circumstances, there's no one similar to him, no one equal to him. Of course, this all works out as long as we're doing Sahasranam. when we enter Vrindavan we might find that things are a little different. But even by love, we find Vishnu, uh, he's practically forced in the sense that he doesn't even think about it. When Gajendra calls, he rushes out to him. Controlled by love. Controlled by love. Another meaning. Radha Krishna Shastri says that he's called Yama just as Yama brings the life of all beings to end. So Vishnu is Yama in the sense, he's the controller of the lifetime of all beings and extrapolating that at the time of pralaya, at the time of universal devastation, even Yama has to die. So he's, de- he's the death of deaths. So in this way, he's Vishnu is Yama. Then, another meaning krishna data bharadvaj takes yama in another way, just like in english i don't know if they still say that, but they used to say uh delicious food yum yum it's a it's a way of saying yum yum it's a very expressing appreciation of some delicious food so krishna data bharadvaj takes. Yama mean, to mean, to eat, that he feeds the brahmanas, Pariveshana, pariveshana means, is a meaning of yama. Pariveshana to surround, it also means to distribute. So, yamayati bhujayati, swadubya anay bhaktan Yama. He feeds his devotees with, Svadu, very nice, tasty food. And commentators said that this means he fills them with delightful thoughts about himself. But it also means he likes to see his devotees eat nice food. Some devotees are very restrained in this matter. Raghunath Das. He would hardly, the Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, they would hardly eat. Raghunath Das, once at Radha became sick. The doctor was called, the Ayurvedic doctor felt his pulse and said he's got indigestion from eating too much rich food. And he said, it's not possible. He doesn't eat hardly at all. And if he does eat, it's extremely little and raghunatha said yeah i got indigestion because i was eating so much fancy food but we have seen you 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 haven't eaten any we haven't you haven't eaten he said yeah that was in that was when i was with radha and krishna in the spiritual world these things happen on the transcendental plane an alternative meaning given by satya sundar tirtha is that he knows and prescribes the rules that virtuous people have to follow, that, that the rules to be followed so that we can be virtuous. And these, of course, include things like beginning with ahingsa, just like we read, the five yamas, ahingsa, uh, asteya, brahmacharya, parigraha, I missed one. What is it? Ah, Ahimsa, Satya, Asteya, Brahmacharya, Aparigraha. That means he gives these rules. Therefore, he's Yama. He's non different from them. Ah. Ahimsa, non violence. Satya, truthfulness. Asteya, not stealing. Brahmacharya, the life of continence. And aparigraha, not desiring or coveting material things. So, concluding this section, Bhatta says that the last few names, that's from 851 onwards, have been concerned, the way he's analyzed the names, is that it's concerned with Bhagawan Vishnu presiding over the Rajaguna and Tamaguna predominant in various worshippers, how he reciprocates, how he interacts with those kind of worshippers. And now in the next few names upcoming, names 870 to 880, he will interpret the names in terms of Bhagavans presiding over Sattvaguna. Balade Vidya Bhushan says that Yama here means yachati, to refrain. And he translates it that he, Krishna, is being pleased with his old devotee, Jambavan. Long time back, from Ramalila, he's his old devotee. Being pleased with him, he stopped fighting with him, and then he brought Jambavati and their Samantak jewel. Ancha kalpa-tharubhya-scarkipah-sindhubhya-evachapadita-nam pavadebhyo-vaishnavebhyo-namo-namah namah dante nithaya Kang, padiyo-nipatyakritvaca-kaku-shatam-etat-ahambravimi he-sadava-sakala-evavihaya-durad evavihaya durad Goranga chandra parivadatu-janoh Yatata tava nanumokaro na vayang vichara yamaha Hari rasa madiramadati matabhuvi willo tama nartama nirvishama Hari Krishna, hari Krishna, 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 hari 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 rama, hari rama, 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 hari hari.